take it away. <laughs> Thank you. Hello, my name is Robert and welcome to this episode of the podcast. It's the second episode, I think. So yeah, um, we're, we're all from the Queer Mind, Body and Soul exhibition in the National Gallery of Ireland in conjunction with the Apollo Project and Gashka. So hello, welcome. My name is Robert um, and my art piece is called Blood. It's, um, yeah, it's a bit of funky. I'm going to pass you on to Beth. Hi, uh, my name is Beth. I'm also part of the like-minded group. Um, my piece of artwork is called Us. Us. I definitely remember the name of my own art. Um, it's made up of two pieces. It's very cool. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about like the actual artworks later, but I'll pass it on to Martha. Hi, I'm Martha. I'm also part of the project. My piece of art is called Our Bodies Are Ours. Um, and it's like four pieces and it's also very cool and we'll talk about it later. Will I ask the first question? (laughs) Yeah, let's go for the first question. How would you describe the exhibition in your own words? Oh. Um, (laughs) Gay, colourful. Queer Um, queer would be a word I'd think of. But it's it's, it's also educational and it's like... Intense, I think, is mm. is a word that's been thrown around quite a bit. There's a lot of heavy topics that we talk about and, you know, cool things that we wanted to educate people on and bring awareness to. So it can be intense, and I've seen people crying over it and stuff. Yeah. Which is always fun. Yeah, like, <laughs> you walk in, and it's very colourful, and then you go and actually look at the artworks, and you're like, oh... This is what this is about. Uh, it's not just sunshine and rainbows. Yeah. Yeah, it's very hard hitting. It's like deceiving because yeah. you go in and like Robert said, it's rainbow. And then you're like, oh, my God, you read the descriptions or like poems or something. And it. Yeah. It's, yeah, it can be it can be heavy. All right. And there's a lot of like. You're kind of lured into a false sense of security of like, oh, it's so bright. And it's so colorful and nice and all. And then you're like, whoa okay (laughs) this is a lot um but yeah it's I think it's very cool and I think it's really important though as well because it's you know it's not just it's not just bright and shiny and look at how great it is there's also a lot of like oh look how how bad it is for us as well and it's our voices telling our stories and that's really important I think yeah it's not like oh marriage referendum happened and we're all happy and gay now and that's not that's not the exhibition and I'm really happy that's not the exhibition because that would have been plain lies would have been lying to people and I don't like lying to people but I also think it's important because it's representation it's you know it's it's probably the first time a lot of people have seen themselves represented on the walls of the National Gallery have been able to walk in and say oh well you know those people there are like me and that artwork represents my experience and that's that's important as well I think that especially because with the National Gallery there's a lot of historical art and a lot of historical art has a religious basis and uh, for a lot of queer people the first thing you lose is your faith so being able to look around all all the beautiful art and then at the end because our exhibition is towards the exit at the end being able to see yourself represented I think that's really special 
I think that like had we been in any other gallery like the modern art gallery that's in also in Dublin that impact would have been lost because it's like a real stark contrast between you know all the paintings of Jesus and then you've got like our artwork yeah. yeah and it's very like I've been myself a good few times and every time you go it's you kind of notice something new and you see the deeper meanings in something new and it's it's such a great one to come back to so yeah like it's and it's so weird. I was I was in there recently. I was only saying it to Kate that it's so weird being like a fly on the wall in your own exhibition, like watching people what look at your work and taking your work. It's like a really strange experience, like seeing people getting upset. And then I'm, yeah, I'm such a creep. I literally I'm in there and I just stare at them. I like <laughs> I watch as they walk around the room and they get to my piece and I'm like, what are you, what are you thinking? Yeah. You know. That you know, into your head. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you see that. that I'm looking at you right now? Do you see that I'm here? You probably do. Um, it's such a yeah. It's a, and then seeing how people react to other stuff as well, and being like, I did that. You yeah. know, like trying yeah. to read something. I, I was in the gallery when someone took a picture of my artwork, and I was like, Oh my god, that's my artwork. <laughs> that's my artwork. You're taking a picture. <laughs> like, oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. So let's pass on to another question. Sure, I'll go on to the next question then. What made you decide to start your Goshka journey? Well, I mean, for me anyway, I was just in fourth year and they were just like, you're doing your bronze Goshka, that's what you do in fourth year. So I did it in fourth year and I, I got my bronze and that was cool. And then um, the wonderful Marion from Goshka um, came into it to belong to one day when I was in a group there and she came in and she was like, this is going to be a group of like queer kids and allies doing their goshka. And I was like, sign me up. <laughs> I'm there for it. So I did my silver. That's when I started like-minded. I did my silver with a like-minded group and it was very cool. Um, but yeah, I never would have been able to do my silver had it not been for like-minded. And I wasn't even super sold on doing it at all like signing up for like-minded because I didn't really know anybody I like knew Rob briefly yeah, I, I think I managed to convince you to go yeah and also another member of the group I managed to then start to come as well so yeah. I was like I was just like bringing all the youngins being like join me yeah, yeah so um for me myself my Gashka journey like I, it began with like-minded but before that um so I was offered to do it in TY but I'm trans and I wasn't out at the time and I was like if I'm getting a certificate I don't want that to be in my dad name so I'm just gonna not do this today and then I was offered it again with the scouts and I was like that's a double no I'm not gonna do that plus extra work that also happened in my dad name so when I when I stumbled upon this with belong to it was like perfect because I didn't have to worry about any of that and also I was just about to turn 18 so by the time I was going to be done my Gashka I would have been in my name anyway even if there was going to be issues with Gashka which weren't so yeah so I'm I'm really glad that I got in because it's just I, I never could have imagined to do because during the junior Gashka you've got the idea that you do it in TY you go out and you volunteer in the local community and then you go on a hike yeah that's a Gashka We've Which had like a completely different experience of Gashka and I'm really glad that I've been a part of it. Yeah, and I think that's the one thing is like, everyone is like, oh, it's a thing you do in fourth year and like it doesn't have to be at all. Um, like you can do it kind of at any age and it's, 
you know, like you can get involved and there's so many different ways you can do it that like if you don't like feel represented or don't feel comfortable doing it in like a school setting, there are so many other ways to do it that can be so cool. <laughs> yeah, and as someone who did it in a school setting, we going into TY, they're like, everyone needs to do Gashka this year. And then one our like Gashka pal came around and said, there's this queer Gashka and anyone who identifies that way if you just want to contact me and then I had some friends who were doing it and I was on the fence for a few weeks and then I was like you know what like can I curse I was like you know fuck it I'll do it (laughs) sorry (laughs) (laughs) and you know and then I was I didn't know what I was getting into and then I really enjoyed it and it was great and you know I plan on I don't know if this is like a feasible thing but I'd like to keep going after getting my bronze award with like-minded if that's a if that's a possibility because it was just such a great experience so and it wasn't like my school wasn't really involved so if you're in school and you're worried about it like there's no one really needs to know so yeah like you can definitely do it yourself or I don't think this program is ending anytime soon so you can definitely do it yourself so I'm doing my silver at the moment I think Beth, you're doing your gold. Yep. So we got bronze, silver, gold. and gold here at the moment. Oh my god! Plenty of the Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. So I did my bronze through like-minded program, and I'm now doing my silver through like-minded program, and I plan on doing my gold through like-minded program. Also, I plan on doing my chief scout award with the scouts as well. Yeah. So it's kind of I'm going to be killing two birds with one stone, but with the yeah. chief scout award, I have to do extra work. Yeah, like I am doing my gold now. I did my silver with like the first kind of iteration of um of like-minded. Um, and now I'm doing my gold and my main motivation for, for finishing my gold is I will finish it before Michael D is out of office. I will meet him if it is the last thing I do. That's my main motivation for finishing my gold award. Yeah. Um, will I keep going with the questions? Ask another question. What is your best or worst memory from doing your goshka? God, that's a loaded question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, I'll, I'll go first. So my best memory would have been that exhibition launching. I was like, oh my God, because it's finally real. Because my artwork, uh, a lot of it was done on the computer, but sure, it's not a massive piece. Yeah. Um, Big I couldn't do it at home. So I literally completed it three days before the exhibition launched. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, that was was like because that was very challenging because I only had a small period of time because the gallery kicks you out at half five so (laughs) I only had a couple hours to actually put all the work I had been doing together into one actual piece so actually being able to see that up and having other people being able to see it it was very special uh yeah let's go for the best moments first we can we can park the worst moments for now (laughs) um my best moment well, probably be, okay, there's a collection. Um, probably, well, obviously the best one was when it was in the gallery and, like, your family could come and see it. That was very emotional. Or also, I really liked how laid back it was. Like, I've got these, you know, times I would, at kind of at the start of it, kind of in December or something, I was like, you know, when does it need to be done for? And Jer was like, don't worry about it. And I was like, but when does it need to be done for? But, like, it was very laid back and I just... I just like those memories because it like calmed me down. I don't know. So what about you? Beth? I think I have two moments that stick out to me. Um, the The first was the night we did the launch and me and Victoria were on site doing the launch. 
And as soon as Kate gave us a signal that like we were done, Victoria and I just like sat on the floor. I just like sat there looking at each other like, this is real now. Like the public have this exhibition now. Like this is, you know, like it's no longer just like our thing. And like that was like a really big moment to me that I was like, well, now it's out of our control. You know, like now everybody else gets to look at it and kind of take it in however they want. And we have no control over that. I think that was a huge moment. Um, and also then not long after that, I was on the phone with Shireen one day. Um, and, you know, we were also caught up in like actually getting it on the walls and the doing like the design stuff for it or doing like whatever little bits needed to be done before it went up. That like, I think we'd lost sight of like, we're going to have an exhibition on the walls of the National Gallery. And like our work is going to be in the National Gallery. And like Shireen just turned to me on the phone one day and was like, you guys should be really proud of this. And like, that was a big moment that I was like, I had lost track of, or I lost sight of like what this was actually going to be when it was done, that we'd been so caught up in the doing it that we had forgotten what like the end product would be. And Shireen was like, this is amazing. And I was like, yeah, it is. You're right, it is. We should be really proud of this. And I think that was like one of the best moments for me. Yeah, one of the other best moments would have been our adventure journey. So some of us who started when like-minded started, we went on our first adventure journey. Most of us are doing October. our um, bronze and that you're doing your silver. So I went, that was October 2019. Yeah. And that was just a wild weekend. It was great. That was and I cannot wait to go on an adventure journey with the rest of you all. Because oh. I think, like, it's like, you know, we, we met you through Zoom. Yeah. We met, we, we, um, for people who don't know, um, the group that Martha was in joined us um, during the pandemic. So we had Zoom meetings and then we finally met you all in person. We were like, okay, we're not just heads on a Zoom call. <laughs> yeah, suddenly you had a physical Yeah, you've form. got, you've got, you've got legs. Oh my God. You didn't know that before. I didn't know you had legs. You um, couldn't be you've sure. got legs. Yeah, I did. Um, I just yeah. had to make sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Yeah, no, so we haven't actually spent that much time with each other, like physically. And I really want to do that with an adventure journey because that was the first time that the first group of people bonded. Yeah, because that was, we started in March 2019. And it was kind of similar to this, actually, because there was like two groups that had kind of merged together in the first like round of like-minded, whatever you want to call it. It was kind of two groups that merged together. So it's similar to this and like, there was people I hadn't even spoken to before that adventure journey. And then after the adventure journey, we were best mates, you know, like it just, and it was so nice. And I mean, a lot of walking and like no electricity, no running water, no phone service. Um, I'm surprised you all came back alive, but I mean, it was such a good thing. Yeah, and I'm really glad yeah. that, that we got to experience yeah. that. And I'm really hoping that we get to do something like that again, because it was so fun. Yeah. Like, the evenings where we'd all sit around music. so we were staying in a house that had no electricity so there's no lights so we lit the entire room with candles candlelight that is and so we were playing on <laughs> oh, yeah. one of, one of the, the um gashka team so one of one of them were with us and he brought a guitar and so fun. he was he was what singing flight of the concord songs <laughs> <laughs> we were there just vibing um one girl's hair nearly caught on fire with the, with the candle it, it was just it was Oh, what a night. Those were yeah. just, there were just other vibes. And like things changed vibes. after that. For the group, things changed after that. And I think that's why um, 
like so many of us are still so close now and I think that's that added a huge amount to like the the closeness of the group and why like I think now with like all of you guys as well the group works so well together you know like that that trip changed things for the group I think yeah you know also, we're just like to point out that that hostel intentionally doesn't have electricity yeah no, no yeah, okay <laughs> it intentionally doesn't have electricity so yeah no like it's nice it's, it's like really the middle nice. of nowhere it's in the middle of nowhere um in like low it was yeah. really yeah that's what it's yeah. oh yeah I can't speak <laughs> Glenmuller um it intentionally doesn't have electricity the fridge or is water it might have running water now I, I did, yeah so but um it has a goat though. It so has a goat. Oh, goat. Oh, so you're terrorized okay, that makes goats. up for everything. I cannot wait to see you be terrorized by the goats. I They're great goats. Um, but you yeah, so the fridge there—they had a fridge. It was powered by gas. Yeah, which was really interesting. I think that was very interesting. Can't sound like it was going to take flight. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Um, <laughs> you'd be sitting there doing the songs, and it'd be all peaceful. But in the background, you just have. The fridge going. The fridge going off no, like the, a jet engine. The, the highlight of that trip was Kate's socks. Without a doubt, the highlight of that trip was Kate's socks. Yeah. Her, like, knee-high rainbow socks. That was the highlight. Yeah. Um, if only. Um, well, I'll keep going. Fun. Yeah. What issues are the artworks in the exhibition tackling? So many. Um, so many. <laughs> so many, yeah. Well, why don't you talk about, like, your own artworks? What are, you, what are your guys one's tackling or whatever um so mine is very much so about the sexualization of queer women and like specifically lesbians but queer women and kind of how you're force people are forced to grow up a lot younger because they feel more sexualized than their peers would be um because of sexualization of queer women and like lesbian being a porn category and just like the grossness that people see when they look at it or that you that people would feel when they might be identified as it um it's also about I don't know like just like dehumanization of 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 queer people once you say that you're queer so that's what mine's about that's very cool. <laughs> I mean, the topic isn't very cool, yeah. but I mean the poggers. The... <laughs> um, my art piece—it's a protest against the current uh, blood deferral period in place for men who have sex with men. So currently in this country, you have to wait twelve months after having sex in order to donate blood if you've had sex with another man. If you're a man. <laughs> Which is total bullshit. Um, sorry for the swearing, but it's it makes no sense, and it's not even so. It's in place in the Republic of Ireland. It's not in place in Northern Ireland. It's not in place in the UK, and we import blood from the UK. So yeah, it makes no sense whatsoever. So my piece highlights the amount of blood being wasted, and yeah, um, that's really my piece. Um, Yes, yeah, so my piece, um, going back to the best or worst memory, um, my piece, my two pieces were born from one of the worst memories. Um, so back in 2019, sometime around October, November, sometime just before Christmas, um, there was one day a load of us were in town and we were having a great time. And then there was like an incident and there was a lot of homophobia and it was just a really awful night for a lot of people in the group. Um, there was a good few of us there and so from that um, 
at the time I was like too afraid to to kind of talk about the bad things and the homophobia people experience and that kind of thing. So I was like, well, it's all great. It's all positive, you know, telling myself that. And so I did interviews with a load of the members of the group at the time and I asked them about like, what, what are their favorite things about being part of the community? What do they want to see in the future? So the first piece is two frames, three frames, three frames on a wall. Two frames are filled with like quotes and things from those interviews that just paint a really like positive picture of like this is what we like about being part of the community. This is this is the positive change we want to see in the future. And they're they're really like powerful quotes, I think. Um and then the second piece is a mannequin torso with like an arm outstretched. And on the torso there's statistics about the rates of um homophobic violence and such. Um on the actual torso and then hanging from the hand is a lot of pretty rainbow wool and on it has on it has like a lot of first-hand experiences of um incidents that have happened to people and that it's that is also very powerful in a different way to the other pieces um because I was really sick of like feeling like a coward for not talking about that experience when it happened so I was like well I'm gonna I'm going to do this and I'm going to make positive change with, with my piece. So that's my intention is to like highlight and be like, well, it's, it's not all great. And also it's not all older people that are experiencing this either. Like we're, like I was what, 17 at the time, 16 at the time. Um, you know, like it's kids a lot of the time. And so I wanted to highlight that and be like, change it, do something about it, help us, you know? And that was my intent with it anyway. Yeah. I really like your piece, how it does, like it doesn't highlight just the good and the bad. It highlights that they both exist codependently. And that is something that's often missed when queer representation is happening. So with either it's all sunshine and rainbows or it's all homophobia and darkness. So being able to balance that because um, like our exhibition, there is a lot of queer joy, but then there's a lot of queer anger. And um, that all meshes together and become queer power. So yeah. So I think what you said about like queer anger. I think back when I was like putting my piece together, I sent. Um, I had written a piece about after one of our conversations on a Zoom call one night. I'd written a piece about like being angry and like needing to find like a productive way of like expressing that anger and like doing something with it. I can't remember if Kate read it. I don't know who's in the group, but anyway, I know that Shireen read it and that's kind of where the text panel that goes with my piece the, that came from the piece that I wrote in anger that night being like I want to do something productive with this anger I want to do something that will change something with this anger like I want and I want to show off the fact that I am angry and that we're allowed to be angry at our situation and we're allowed to you know to, to yell and scream about how unfair it is and how badly we're treated sometimes and that was important to me yeah, my piece definitely went through phases of, at the start, I wasn't exactly sure what it was about. And then towards the end, I was like, you know what, it's about it's about sexualization and it's about the unfairness and disgust you can feel f towards yourself and towards others and about how angry you can be because of the situation you've been put in. And I was like, I wanted people to know that it's not okay and that I was angry about it you know I think I think what Rob said about queer anger was just it was just really powerful um 
because a lot of the exhibition is about queer anger and it's not all about queer anger. Um, but a lot of it is. A lot yeah. of it is. And if, if you're queer and you're angry... Um, Hit us up. Yeah. It's a exhibition. It's a place for Yeah. Yeah. So, like, uh, I had a piece in our first exhibition, which was in the yes. Science Gallery. I didn't include this piece in our current exhibition. I didn't feel like it gelled with my other piece because it was a it was um taking like historical irish things like the clara and like celtic knots and that kind of oh, stuff right, yeah. and like ohm and and putting it into a modern queer context on clothing and i that just didn't really fit with my piece so i chose not to include it you still need to get on making us those um, group oh t-shirts. Oh God, yeah! I, I swear to God, you better pay me. Like, I don't work for free. Um, but yeah, no. So like, I definitely took a more anger-based approach with this piece because you know a lot of like, it's, like it's 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 all well and good highlighting the good things about being queer, highlighting nice things about being queer. But um, it's just it's more complex than that. And that's often lost, that nuance is often lost. So having an exhibition that is colourful, it's joyful and also angry, I think that's really powerful. And I think that like I hadn't really realised my anger about the whole thing until um, we were on Zoom one night and we were writing the piece for the website and we were, you know, like the big long list that Kate was like speed typing as we all talked. Um, the talking there's one bit um there's one line that's like um like feeling like we need to educate or something like manifests as anger at the world or something something along those lines and like feeling like we like it's our responsibility to advocate for ourselves and it's our responsibility to educate people like as kids you know yeah oh my god (laughs) you know like I hadn't realized how angry that made me and how I've been angry about it and I just didn't have the words for it and I didn't you know and then like when we were talking about that I was like oh my god yeah that that's it that's the that's the feeling on paper that's the words that I was looking for and I think that was that was amazing as well to be like well I shouldn't have to stand up for myself you know like I shouldn't be the one that has to advocate for myself when I'm a kid in a situation where there's an adult yeah make like like you know, being homophobic and making me uncomfortable, whatever. Like, I shouldn't be the one to advocate for myself in that situation. I mean, I know that I'm 19 now, but I mean, talking about, like, school experiences and stuff, you know, like, I shouldn't have been in that situation. And I think a lot of queer kids end up in that position because they're alone in a situation and they might be, they might be one of, maybe one of the only out kids in school or maybe they're just, like, in a peer group that isn't super supportive or something. But, you know, like, we end up having to kind of fight our own battles a lot of the time when we're really young. And that is where a lot of my anger came from as well, where I was like, well, this shouldn't be my job. Yeah. yeah. When I think about like the, you know, some kind of the things I was saying at 14 and even at the time I was like, I shouldn't need to do this. This is, this isn't my job. And then the antagonism you get back you know, about, you know, all these stupid talking points, like why don't soldiers have a month or something? And it's like, well, one, they do. And two, that's not the point shut up and you know having having to do that thing at such a young age and how it made me angry at the time and that's I'm still angry about it um 
and you know stuff that I've gone through since and oh it's just so it's just it is just really I've I think a lot of the time when we talk about queer anger or queer power or queer joy you you can almost forget the queer history behind it which reinforces the anger and the joy and everything else and it's not just like well everything's okay now and it's like well even if it was okay now which it's not there's still this whole history that wasn't okay and you know people need to not like own up to it but people need to know about it and oh it's just so annoying (laughs) and I think it's like it's a topic like you could you know talk yourself around in circles for for days about it like it's just so like there's just so much to it and there's so many every like every queer young person I've talked to has a billion different stories you know and different experiences about like you know queer anger and (laughs) and I think I think like they're all important stories but I think at the end of the day it's like people outside of the community especially in like school settings and things because at the end of the day like we spend so many of like so much of our formative years in like a school setting or whatever like in primary school and secondary school um and a lot of the time like we're not advocated for and we're not listened to as like young queer people like our our needs aren't listened to and we end up in a situation where at 14 years old we have to educate the adult in the room. We have to educate the ones that are supposed to be educating us. And I understand that that's kind of the way that it goes, but it shouldn't be, you know? Like, it should, like teachers should understand and should be in a position where they can advocate for their students and, like, the, the people that they are responsible for where, like, they don't. Nine out of ten times they don't, you know? Yeah. And I think that that's something that needs to be changed, which is, you know, a step that we're trying to take with this with this exhibition, like educating people and showing yeah. people like this is how you can help. This yeah. is what you can do to to make this better for us. And asking people to educate themselves that yeah. they leave the space and they don't just forget about queer people after. Yeah. Um, what other issues would you want to address with your art in the future? are going to be here all day yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> I, I genuinely I, I don't think I have time to list them all off yeah like and um, I, I don't think you would be willing to sit down and listen to five hours as I list list all the things I would love to change um yeah no um it's too many things and yeah. that itself is an issue yeah the fact yeah. that it's too many things yeah I think um I think when we were putting together the list for the website of like things we want to educate people on and things we want people to know and that kind of thing. Like, I think if, if that Zoom call had been any longer than two hours, if we'd been given any more than two hours to talk about it, we would have. Yeah. Um, it would have just gone on for days yeah. of just like, well, this is everything that we want to put out into the world. And so, you know, we're just going to start chipping away at that list when this exhibition's over. <laughs> we're just yeah. going to have to go for it and just maybe slightly less intense art for a little while because this has been a lot but I mean educating people that's what I want to do with my art I don't know what form that will take but I want to educate and I want to challenge as well most importantly but yeah um 
what was the last question I was asked? Oh, <laughs> um, oh, educating the public is a big part of the exhibition. <laughs> what do you want people to learn while they're there? <laughs> Listen to queer people, please. Yes. Listen to our experiences. And trust our lived experience. You don't necessarily know better than us. Maybe you do, but... Um, you probably Most don't. likely you don't. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree that it's like... It's like I understand everybody has their own opinion and everything... Um, but when it comes to things like this and when it comes to, you know, just the experience, the experience of any minority, I guess, or anybody who's kind of talking on, like... Any personal experience. Yes. Like, trust the lived experience over your preconceived ideas of what their experience should be or what yeah. they should feel about their situation. Trust their lived experience first and listen to their voices before you start imposing your own ideas on it because I'm really sick of being talked over by people who think they understand the things that that we have been through <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> um what have you learned about yourself while taking part in the queer mind body and soul exhibition Um, I think I've learned that um, I've got something to say and I always knew that because I've always been very opinionated but I've got something to say and it's worth listening to and I can portray that in a way that other people can hopefully um, easily understand and you know I don't know like there's I've got stuff to build on and Working in a team of queer people is great. That's what I learned. I learned that my time management skills are poor at best. <laughs> um, I learned, Didn't we all? Yeah, Seriously. Um, I learned that um, I can actually put ideas into actual things, you know? It's like I had a big grandiose idea. I was like, I'm going to make this calendar. It's going to be four foot by four foot. It's going to be bleeding. Big body calendar. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And like part of me didn't think I was actually going to be able to do that. A part of me thought I was going to settle for less. I didn't settle. I did it. And I'm like really proud of myself. You did it. Blood bags and all. Blood bags and all. all. I wanted even more blood bags, but I think that was Mm. too many. (laughs) Too many. There'd be no space for them. Yeah, no. Judging by the structural integrity of your piece so far, I think you're safe with just the four. Um, <laughs> I think anymore might be just tempting fate. Um, but no, I've, yeah, I've learned kind of the same as you, Martha. Like, I have a voice and I, like, I am allowed to be angry and I'm allowed to, to feel how I feel about my own lived experience and that I'm perfectly entitled to voice that and in a productive way and you know I've 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 learned that uh talking in front of people isn't nearly as terrifying as I'd thought it would be <laughs> like I did the the virtual launch for the exhibition and I you know didn't collapse or anything that's pretty good um and like just that um I've learned that like you know surrounding yourself with people who might not necessarily understand your 
your like specific experience, but can kind of empathize with the feeling, with like how you're feeling about things, I think is so, so lovely and important. And um, I had like never realized that before that like surrounding yourself with like-minded people. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Sorry, I just got that. <laughs> it's, it's like when they say the name of the show in the show, that kind of moment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm breaking the fourth wall, but like the, <laughs> you know, the like surrounding yourself with like-minded people, um, is amazing and great and I think in this situation has created something really amazing the exhibition and also like the group itself and all of us in it and you know I think we've created a really cool and special thing that I don't even know if that was the intention when like-minded started but I mean that's what happened and it's very cool um and it's not some kind of echo chamber if anyone's listening and like what are they doing? It's that's not what it's community and it's like a knitting club or something. You're all excited about knitting. Yeah. Except it's gay. Yeah. A gay knitting club. Perfect. I think I that's would just join a knitting, that club. knitting club. Like, to be quite honest, <laughs> I think that's just a knitting you club. You might be right. There was a guy in Pier Station today, like an elderly man knitting on the platform. I was like, Aww. I want to be friends with you. <laughs> but yeah, like the I get what you mean about like the echo chamber. It's not like, yeah, you know, one person decides we're going to kill somebody and then we all jump on the bandwagon. <laughs> yeah. It's not that kind of vibe. <laughs> Entirely. <laughs> um, like it's, yeah, it's just a really nice, like supportive group. And especially, I think I said this the night of the launch. Um, after I left, I was out with Victoria and I were walking around. Um, and I said to her, I was like, we're so lucky with like the leaders of the group, you know, like Kate and Shireen and Marion and Jerry, like you guys are all like go out of your way to like make us comfortable and make sure that like we have what we need. And like a lot of the time it was kind of like the art came second, you know, it was like yeah. what we as people needed first. Yeah. And that was like, I never amazing. felt that it was just about the art. I felt it was about the people more. Yeah. So, which was great. And it was never like a chore to come to. You know, it was oh, never yeah, like, no. oh, to go on the Zoom call now. It was like, oh, yeah. great. We're yeah. going to go on Zoom, you know? Yeah. And it The was... only thing was that they ended at like half eight and then I'd be like, I want to keep talking, but I'm so hungry. Yeah. <laughs> but like quarter past, everyone was like, dinner time now? <laughs> yeah. Dinner? Yeah. I, I, fully, I fully was just eating. Oh, <laughs> I fully showed up at food. I ate. <laughs> yeah, like it's... Um, and it was nice that... I, I was very surprised by how well we like gelled as a group when like most of us had only met on zoom yeah you know like you guys were like you know those like floating heads and futurama and like the jars that's oh. what you were to me for <laughs> like months because i only ever saw your faces on the screen it was never you know and i was like surprised by how long or how long how well the group got along like just on zoom yeah you know there was never like weird awkward silences or like yeah. anything it was always great i mean Have it was probably because like zoom Hmm? Have we mastered Zoom? No. Absolutely. Oh, Kate is Zoom God. We have she, mastered it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I found out yesterday that I haven't mastered Zoom. I don't know how to mute Zoom whilst also keeping the rest of my laptop having sound. I don't know how to do that. So I was trying to listen to music and I was trying to <laughs> mute. I was in a youth group. I was trying to mute the youth worker. I was <laughs> like, like I want to listen to music. Just um, leave the Zoom. Don't actually do that. So. Just, yeah, just leave the Zoom. I haven't, I've officially not mastered Zoom. Um, <laughs> No, but I'm like, 
you know, they, like it was, and it was definitely something I think, at least for me, that like kind of kept me going during lockdown. You know, yeah. like I was, I mean, I'm so over Zoom now. <laughs> um, I could happily go without like another Zoom call ever after the last 18 months. But I mean, like we're so lucky that we had that during lockdown, that we had that option, you know, mm-hmm. I think it would have cracked up without it. Um, not that we didn't crack up during lockdown, but I mean more so if things like Zoom didn't exist. Yeah, but, no, um, I fully wouldn't have done my art if Zoom didn't exist. I fully wouldn't have been able to do it. Yeah, yeah, they're like, yeah, actually, that's one thing I have. <laughs> Back to the other question about um, what have you learned about yourself? Um, that I have poor work ethic. Um, <laughs> and the only thing that got me to do things was, you know, like a, a gentle nudge, as Shireen called it, when she'd ring me at like eight in the morning and be like, so... <laughs> How are we getting on? Um, you know, and I felt like I had to have something to show <laughs> because otherwise everyone would be like, what have you been doing with your life? <laughs> you know, like I didn't sit a leaving cert. I, we had predicted grades. I had no excuse. <laughs> I had no excuse for doing no work. Um, to any future employers out there, uh, anything we say about our work ethic or time management is completely false <laughs> and fabricated just for this podcast. Thank yeah. you very much. <laughs> it's all clickbait. It's yeah, all clickbait. We're actually great at this. Yeah. I mean, we managed to do it within the time frame and get it on a wall. That's... I mean, there's an exhibition to show for it. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> yeah, we have I mean, something got there. done. There's something up there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like it's... I, it's still so like surreal to me that like you can walk in and like my name is just like chilling on a little on a little card in the National Gallery and I'm like hey that's me yeah. <laughs> look at me go you know it's still so crazy um, and like I've had people text me and been like this you <laughs> what's happening why, why did I not know about this beforehand I was like well <laughs> you know like it's it's crazy and I never thought when we started all of this that this is where it would end up. You know, especially looking at the last exhibition, like the last exhibition in the science gallery, it was good. Don't get me wrong. It was so good. Um, But it went up in an afternoon. Like we got there at like half four. We put it all on the walls. There was a major panic. You know, we had some pizza and then people came in and saw it. And a few of us like gave some little speeches. Someone did some spoken word. There was some dance. And then everyone went home, we took it down off the walls and left. You know, like, it was up for an afternoon. And while it was so cool, like, then when we were told that this exhibition would be up until October, I was like, what? It's a lot of time for people to see our stuff. It's a lot of time. That that exhibition in the Science Gallery, we were actually meant to put it up in, I think, Collins's Barracks oh, yeah, for a tiny bit, and that just never happened. Yeah, it was meant to be in Collins' Barracks. Thank you, COVID. You've got, you've Thank got you, COVID. <laughs> yeah, Miss COVID decided to not let us do that. Yeah, but I mean, like, that science gallery thing, like, I also realised during this um, how much work goes into an exhibition. You know? I had, like, never considered what goes into it you know I was like oh the paintings hanging on walls you know you, you, you buy some nails and then you hang up some stuff <laughs> yeah that's you know that's an exhibition yeah. but like no so much no, goes into it and so it's so much, interesting yeah. and that's I think the most interesting thing for me is like being able to see the behind the scenes of it all you yeah. know yeah. and like what goes into yeah. it an exhibition it's so cool <laughs> I was yeah. in the Jack B. Yates exhibition the other day which is opposite from ours um just across the hall and I was looking around and I was like 
this must have taken so much organization. Because <laughs> I, I was like, well, obviously it's next question, but also I was like, I know what goes into this, kind of. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh, it was just pretty cool. Yeah. Let's be across from Jack B. Yates. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I think we all have to like pull together to get like Kate a holiday in the sun after this for the stress yeah. we've put her oh through in the last gosh. year. We're ready for a breakdown for months now. <laughs> like it's... <laughs> I, I feel like every time we went on Zoom, someone else was like, oh, and this. <laughs> it was like, for God's sake, leave, leave like, me alone. Actually, that bit's not there anymore. Yeah. So my idea is completely changed. Yeah. Um. yeah, I would like to thank Kate, Kate for sourcing the blood bags. Oh, yeah. so I was like, I want 18 of them. <laughs> that was like a, a whole saga of like... You know, like an ongoing thing of the blood bags, the the yeah. story of the blood bags. They were always this like mythical thing that that, that kind of existed, like the idea mm. of existed, but like yeah, actually could, finding them yeah, was I, like I, I could find joke ones that were meant for Halloween, oh, yeah. for mainly for alcoholic drinks. <laughs> you put them in it and you sip. Uh, <laughs> but I wanted actual blood bags. I wanted genuine ones, and uh, nobody would sell them to me. I wonder I, why. I wonder why. Um, Not at all sketchy. It's so selfish. It's a bit sketchy, but yeah, I'm really glad you managed to find them because I don't think it would have worked if we used fake ones. Yeah. Because fake ones like were the obviously fake. Them. Yeah. Like they, the ones in the exhibition space now look kind of frighteningly real. Yeah, that's like, what I, I yeah. wanted it to be. Is this wild. real blood? Yeah. yeah like um, some people have come up to me and be like, "Is that real?" Or I'm like. If I gave that much blood, I think I'd be lightheaded. Um, <laughs> one girl, like, go for it. Yeah, yeah, not the. Yeah, it's all my own blood. Yeah, yeah all my, my own personal blood. <laughs> blood, sweat, and tears. You know. <laughs> On that note, thanks so much for listening. Um, our exhibition is open until October twenty, October seventeenth, October seventeenth in the National Gallery of Ireland. That is at Marion Square in the Millennium Wing Studio. Ooh. Oh, very oh, fancy wow. yeah so uh, that's all from us yeah come um, see come see the fun the fun gay stuff yeah. come see um, it please it's not and all answer, angry it's the guides have surveys answer them please because there's really yeah. funny questions on them that we put about 45 seconds of thought into yeah. so please come answer the questions about the dinosaurs and things yeah no yeah. I don't care if you answer fun. any of the questions I just use want the to hashtags know. Use yes, the use the hashtags on Let's social media. see your opinions on Twitter. Please yes. don't make them mean. <laughs> <laughs> like, we want to know what you think. You know, give yeah. us some feedback, because we're all about it. Yeah, only, yeah, only be nice to us, And though. we see it. We, we, any feedback, we see it. And it's We're, we're cool. all constantly, like, stalking yeah. the hashtags. WhatsApp's going mad. So. Yeah. Oh, on TikTok. On oh, TikTok. my God, the TikTok. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Martha, like, me, Martha's little plug. Martha I organize Martha's the TikTok. TikTok God. What's the TikTok handle? What is the TikTok handle? <laughs> Something to do with like-minded Goshka or follow. Uh, like-minded underscore Goshka. Like-minded underscore Goshka. That's the TikTok. Go like all of them. Um, yes. There's only three. Um, I'm working on it. <laughs> Come, yeah, you'll see some of our faces on there. I, yeah, Hashtag Goshka like-minded on TikTok. I think I just use any of the hashtags. Like, I just make them up on TikTok. Dude, make, so. up, make up a hashtag. I, I want do. to see yeah. your hashtags. <laughs> Send us your hashtags. Yeah. Hashtag. <laughs> well, don't do that. And don't like, make up a hashtag. Yeah, and go and, you know, give the Goshka pages and the Apollo pages and the Gallery pages all the love because they're the ones that brought all of this together and none of this yeah, but I said, um, we would just have art pieces yeah we would yeah. just have random art in like a shed in my garden that would be the extent of it so 
yeah, interact with us on social media because we want to know what people think. Um, and we hope you like it. Yes. Thank you.